an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. is a Pia, and it's Monday. That means it's time to hit the waiver wire. Week 9 is just about in the books, and what a week 9 it was. You had marquee matchups with big-time teams going against each other. You had football from morning till night, from 9 in the morning till almost midnight Eastern. It was a beautiful time. We also had some incredible things happen. We're going to talk about them, how that's going to impact your waiver wire this week for Week 10. And to help me do it, of course, is my patty cakes, Pat Fitzmorris and D-Bro, Derek Brown, the King of Bros, the Fantasy Bro. We're here for you every single week right here on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, to share, to subscribe to our YouTube channel over here at Fantasy Pros because good things happen when you do. And Pat, I mean, you had Dare Agumbawale kicking field goals. You had Joshua Dobbs who didn't know the names of the guys he was playing with who didn't take a, a single snap in practice, go out there and win a road game for the Vikings. I know that's tough for you as a Packers fan, but how amazing was that Joshua Dobbs performance? Oh, it was very incredible. And uh, I think we're going to probably even talk about him a little bit on the show today. And Dari Agumbawale, Joe, thank you for allowing me to shout out my fellow Marquette High School graduate. Shout out Milwaukee. Uh, Dari, what a, what a clutch field goal, man. The, the guy is just super useful. He is the Swiss Army knife of backup running backs. Four sport athlete there, just like Pat Fitzmorris, by the way, I believe. Uh, Pat was football, baseball. Swimming and golf. I believe those are the four sports, right? I mean, that sounds like four sports. Is that real? Cutting class, beer drinking, uh, (laughs) (laughs) different sports. dirty laundry getting aired this Monday morning. You love to see it. Morris looks like the choir boy, but uh, maybe a little bit uh, different history. (laughs) That man's a savage. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Good basketball player, too. (laughs) I've played basketball now with Pat more than once. He's surprisingly got a good jump shot. Derek Brown, our boy CJ Stroud. Rookie record, ooh, 400 ooh, plus ooh. passing yards. Uh, just an incredible. Meanwhile, poor Bryce Young throwing uh, more touchdowns for the other team to return. <laughs> Getting more had more touchdowns, I think, than uh, Bryce Young did yesterday. But CJ Stroud, I want to make it about him because that was our number one quarterback on the board in NFL draft season for the rookies. It feel like in in Superflex leagues, he's going to end up being a league winner with all the quarterback injury attrition that's happened this year. Do you agree? Oh, yes. Yes, I do, Joe. I, I love it, man. And how, how about them S2 scores, baby? How about, how about them about S2 em? scores? How, how about them S2 scores, huh? huh? And just goes to show you, yeah. Derek got amazing S2 scores, and look at his performance every week on this show. So, man, you know. <laughs> Not ever saying the correlation stands. Correlation stands. All right, let's get to the waiver wire pickups of the week. And don't forget, we're also giving away free stuff. So the winner of the autographed Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys jersey, they put up a fight, but they fell short from pristineauction.com is Young Krillo. 
Uh, he is not a rapper. He's just a fan of the show. Oh, he could be a rapper too, but young Krillo, you're the big winner. So join us, uh, sit us up and over at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to the fantasy pros YouTube channel. And we will get in touch with you right away. Again, young Krillo, you are the winner. So again, email us at mailbag at fantasypros.com, which gentlemen, that means we got something new to give away this week. And I love this one. This is amazing. If you're struggling with fantasy punishments this year, We've got you covered. Give the last place loser in your league the trophy they deserve by immortalizing their epic failure with Trophy Smack's teeny tiny loser belt. The teeny tiny loser belt. It's written all over it, too, literally. And to win it, all you have to do is subscribe to the Fantasy Bros YouTube channel right now. Drop a comment below. That's it. And of course, we're going to announce a winner right here on the channel. So make sure you turn on those notifications so you know when you uh, are the big winner. And uh, every time a piece of content drops here on the channel, the little teeny tiny belt. It's so cute. It's so adorable. All right, let's get to it, boys. Let's get to the waiver wire pickup of the week. And it might be controversial, but that's what we do here at Fantasy Pros. Uh, I know a lot of people expect it to be Keaton Mitchell. We'll talk about him in a second, but we're going to go with volume instead. And we're going to go with Demario Douglas, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. And no, it's not because I'm a Patriot fan, but Demario Douglas, 44% rostered. He is the sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week because we are looking for volume and consistency down the stretch. So let's talk about why we anointed him, gentlemen, because Pat... We had this discussion last night. We went back and forth in a couple of players and we landed on Douglas. Uh, if you look in the last couple of weeks, six targets, seven targets, seven targets since coming out of the bye. The consistency of the target volume is there. That's important. Volume is king here in the NFL. He's got two uh, finishes right now of the last three in that wide receiver uh, three, the top 36 here. So that is also important. I know the Patriots offense isn't great, Pat, but Douglas feels like the best use of fab for short and long term runs. Tell the people why we landed on Demario Douglas this week as our sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week. I started him in two leagues this week, Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I think the floor here is what's pretty attractive. And I think we kind of saw the floor this past week. Um, five for 55, no touchdowns. But that's solid. That's a, a double-digit PPR day. Mm -hmm. um, led the Patriots with 53 snaps and 38 routes. No more Kendrick Bourne. So um, Douglas, I think, is going to be their wide receiver one. It's not going to be the perennially disappointing Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, it's certainly not going to be Jalen Rager. Uh, the Patriots, you know, they've got a couple of tight ends who catch passes, but they don't really have a high-volume tight end on the roster. So um, Douglas was a guy who really popped for the Patriots in training camp. Like every day you were seeing reports about how Demario Douglas was just shining in practices. And I think we're seeing that come to fruition. This guy is an overachieving day three draft mm. pick from Liberty University. And, uh, you know, I think he is now the number one receiver for the Patriots and a reliable possession receiver going forth, like a, a weekly wide receiver three. Yep. Even if low end wide receiver three, a guy you can feel good about starting in, in PPR, half point PPR every week. Debro, again, we, we every night, every Sunday night, the three of us get together and we kind of talk this out and hash it out. And I think it's really good because I think that's good process when three people get in together and then start talking about the different angles of who we're going to recommend as that top person this week. Pat's talking about the consistency in the floor. Is that also what you see in Douglas? I'm going to see the floor, but I think the ceiling is firmly there as well. <clears throat> Looking at his usage over the last few weeks, this is a guy that's been top 30 in both PFF receiving grade and yards per route run. 
Now we're talking about, okay, Juju's back in the lineup. He's still leading the team in receiving categories. And you look at the upcoming matchup, not even talking about the overall offensive complexion of the Patriots. This is quietly a team that ranks second in neutral pace and sixth in neutral passing rate. So Mac Jones has been tossing the ball all over the yard. That's not going to stop. So Douglas... I think there's also a ceiling that we need to discuss here as well. And if you're looking at after his week 11 bye, they come out of the bye and they place the Chargers and the Steelers who are allowing the 5th and 11th most receiving yards respectively to slot wide receivers. So not only is there a high floor here with the weekly volume and the passing volume in this Patriots offense, there is a ceiling to be had. We just haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. but it's coming. It's coming. What do you want to bid on him this week? What's the price for Fab? I know we're all kind of in that. Maybe we've got 25% of our fab left at best. Maybe that's where we're at. So I don't know if it's an empty the tank situation, but it feels like a little bit more of a maybe, you know, five to 8% of what you have left. Unless you're desperate for wide receiver, in which case maybe more. I think it's eight to 10%. Like I'm willing to be aggressive. Like if you've got 25% left um, anywhere from eight to even blowing half of what you have left, I think it's perfectly viable because well, we're getting again, close like to Pat that talked time, about, you know, that yeah, well, time. I mean, like what Pat talked about, how, how much left do we have as far as gyms that are going to hit the waiver wire? Do we have a lot of these guys, especially <sighs> if you're hurting at wide receiver? Cause we've talked about this in previous weeks, uh, hell in previous shows, Wide receiver is absolutely and totally different than running back. It's not just the snaps. It's do you have the talent to garner the target share? That's not just going to be handed to you. You have to run the routes and get open to Mm. earn the targets. Sure. So especially a wide receiver being aggressive on these guys that that pop and show they can earn the target shares is definitely there's there's merit there. Pat, what about you? Say, are you the same spot in terms of spend for Douglas? Yeah, 5 to 10% if he is just a depth piece for you. But if you need a starting wide receiver, I'd be willing to go up to 20. Oh, okay. All right, good. Uh, let's there, get just, to the... there just aren't many teams wide receivers, right. wide receiver ones still available on waivers right now. This might it's be your last. Offense, but yeah. 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 But well, again, a possession wide receivers, that's what the Patriots offense has been built on for decades now. Running backs. Let's get to Keaton Mitchell, because that's the thing I'm sure people are surprised about. And here, this is what we came to at the end of the day, boys and girls. We came to this decision, which is he's still behind Gus Edwards. He's still behind Justice Hill. The big touchdown run that he had was, it was already 23-3, to I think, at the time in that game, or 20-3 to at that time. It was in the late in the third quarter. So a lot of this work did come in the garbage time. Now, it's not to say it wasn't impressive. It's not to say that he doesn't have the speed that's very exciting. He is an undrafted free agent, though. He is a, a rookie. This is a team with aspirations. So it's not that Mitchell is not a good ad this week, D. I think what we're trying to say is if you have waiver priorities – he might be a guy that's buried a little bit on the depth chart going forward because they're going to be playing high profile games. And I don't know how much Mitchell you're going to see in those games. Whereas Douglas, we know, I think how much we're going to see in him. He just seems like the safer, better investment. Not that Mitchell's a bad one, but in terms of trying to figure out like who the top guy is to talk about this week, what about uh, Mitchell's performance stood out to you and how do you want to approach him, Derek? Let's talk about him. I mean, I'll go ahead and lead off with this. I'm probably the wet blanket here on Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll own that, but the, the things that you talked about, Joe, is Keaton Mitchell, the talent is there. The speed is there. I question the opportunity. And 
with, with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, both of those guys started off, they were splitting snap in the, snaps in the first quarter. They split snaps in the second quarter. It wasn't until later in the game, like Mitchell didn't even get a snap until the second quarter of the game. And then we're talking about all these noisy factors like Gus Edwards. He obviously was healthy enough to play, but in a blowout game, we didn't see him at all in the second half, basically. And so with that, if this is a tighter game, well, we've seen more Gus Edwards. Would Keaton Mitchell have even seen the field? Right. I mean, point. because he only played 14%. He only played 18% of the snaps. 14 snaps. That's all he got. Now, was he amazing on those with 10 touches and 134 total yards? Absolutely. But it also... We also had to discuss the other side of the coin with if this was a closer game and Keaton Mitchell didn't even see the field, we would not even be talking about him this week. Right. So that downside is there. So for everybody, I'm going to say temper the expectations three to five percent of your fab. And don't be surprised if he does get sent back to the bench. If this is Gus Edwards is assuming health, if the toe is not a thing and assuming health that he plays this is Gus Edwards and Justice Hill's split backfield. And if this becomes a three-way committee, I mean, how good would you feel about Keaton Mitchell that at that point anyway, even if that were to happen? Agreed. Uh, he is just uh, 3% rostered on Sleeper right now, Pat. And, and understandably so. And Derek brings up a great point, which is if this game was different yesterday, uh, this discussion would be different yesterday. And I know people are going to just see the stat line and run to that. And it's not to say that he's not interesting to add. Of course he is. I think we all agree mm -hmm. that talent is talent, speed is speed in this version of the NFL we're in. But what's your take on Mitchell? What you saw yesterday, what you think people should be having in terms of expectations for him off the waiver wire? Mm, fun to have a really fast running back from East Carolina in the <laughs> league again. Uh, kind of like CJ2K. So, um, yeah, the game script is what really kind of throws a wrench into the analysis because we don't know how much of Mitchell's big day against the Seattle defense that just didn't have anything yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they so just we, win at the end in the fourth, too. Let's be honest. That team just Pretty much. So is Keaton Mitchell a guy who in week 10 is going to go out and get, um, you know, a dozen snaps and four touches, and you're wondering why you spent 40% of your fat budget on him? Or does Todd Munkin look at his performance and say, wow, uh, this is a dimension we don't have in our backfield. Justice Hill is fast, but Keaton Mitchell is a different level of fast. So maybe they start endeavoring to look for additional ways to get Keaton Mitchell involved. But yeah, I would caution against anyone assuming that he is going to have a substantial role forward. We just don't know that. So I'd be really careful about how you spend your fab money on this one. And if someone wants mm -hmm. to blow you out of the water with a 50% bid, um, <laughs> I, I don't think you should feel too terrible about that. And, you know, okay, he's yours. <laughs> just time to move on. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Great. sounds like that to me. Uh, let's get to uh, the rest of the running backs before we do. Don't forget, it's time to separate the pretenders from the contenders. And we're about halfway through that NFL season. But DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. And new customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. In fact, you're going to want to join us over on our betting pros channel because the three of us are going to be breaking down the week 10 slate and the early look ahead value later today. Uh, so join us there for that. But DraftKings doesn't stop. No, all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game day. So get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL down Load the app now and use that promo code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 on anything 
to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Let's get back to the running backs here and let's talk about some of the remaining guys. We've got Antonio Gibson, 47% rostered on sleeper. Rico Dowdle of the Cowboys, a 5% rostered. And Leonard Fournette, a 35% rostered. So trying to take a look here and, you know, look at the tea leaves and figure out what's going on here. Gibson's a guy, Pat, that works in that passing game a little bit. The Commanders came out with another victory yesterday. uh, And certainly Gibson is one of these depth pieces I think is interesting down the stretch. Rico Dowdle, to me... I think is a piece the Cowboys need to start utilizing more. I don't know if that's a hot take, but from watching that game, it seems like they should get him the ball a little bit more between the tackles. Let Tony Pollard be Tony Pollard and try to figure out a way down the stretch to get him more active. I think everybody's going to spend money on Keaton Mitchell, but Rico Dowdle is kind of just floating under there for a buck or two. You could probably get him still. And then Leonard Fournette. Again, this is a matter of what does it look like down the last four or five weeks of the season? So Pat, when you're looking at these guys, how do you, target them, not target them, spend on them. Which ones are appealing to you and why? I love Gibson, but the reason I'm going to pass on him is because we always see this. He gets thrown into fumble jail. Mm -hmm. It takes him weeks to get back into the good graces of the Washington coaching staff, especially Ron Rivera, who is the the fumble jail jailer in this instance. (laughs) And then just when Gibson is getting his workload back up, he's going to fumble and he's going to go back to the bench. And uh, if you're starting him that week, you're you're in trouble because maybe he had three touches before he fumbled. So avoiding him, um, Dowdle, you know, I agree with you, Joe, on how maybe he should be used. But at this mm-hmm. point, I, I think for practical purposes, he's still in the handcuff class. And Fournette actually does kind of interest me. And it's funny, like last year, I thought Rashad White should be playing more. But the Buccaneers really trust Leonard Fournette because of his uh, chops on passing downs and, and not a bad runner either at this relatively late stage of his career. And um, Rashad White and James Cook just happen to be like next door neighbors in my rankings every week, waving to each other as they're mowing the lawn. So I wonder if Fournette might have the same sort of effect where, um, you know, like he does eat into Cook's workload significantly and and have like a fantasy relevant role down the stretch. I could see it. I'm not going to make a huge bid, on Fournette, but he is a depth piece I'm interested in adding. So what does that bid look like? <sighs> Maybe up to 10% mm-hmm. if I okay. need depth at running back. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. up to 10%. All right, so Fournette, Gibson, Dowdle, again, these are three guys that I think are on a lot of people's radars right now. Who is the most important one of that group to you, if any, Derek? Uh, I, I'm with Pat. You can miss me on any Antonio Gibson stuff. Same role. He just happened to get the touches. Before Mm -hmm. that, were you happy about having Antonio Gibson the previous three weeks? Four touches, four touches, seven touches? Probably not. No, 
So keep avoiding him. You'll probably be fine. Uh, with Leonard Fournette, I, I understand Pat's point. I just think Lynn is dust. Uh, I, You look at the last two few years, like well, especially last year, with the Buccaneers, all of his tackle-breaking metrics were near the bottom of the league. I just don't think he has much left in the tank. Now, is he better than Latavius Murray at this point? Probably, especially with the pass catching chops. So two to three percent, that's totally fine if you want to, you know, toss your hat into that ring. Rico Dowdle is the guy that I do want to talk about though, because as Pat has brought up on previous shows, we're getting even closer to handcuffing and stuffing season, people. It is. So it's that season. Picking Where's that up t-shirt? All of these by the guys. Way. Can we get that where... shirt in our merchandise shop here at Fantasy Pros? For goodness, oh, that oh, would be beautiful. Like for goodness sake, that that would be absolutely handcuffing fantastic. and stuffing. And I want it to. I want it to be. It's like a turducken kind of thing. I want it to be like a turkey with Pat's, Pat's face, face on, on it. a turducken. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's hundred yeah. percent what it is. Anyway, Rico Dowdle. <laughs> Rico, yeah. Anyway, side note, Rico Dowdle though. But I think if you look at Mike McCarthy's unwavering faith in Dowdle, because even in the offseason when everybody was like, "Oh, Malik Davis." McCarthy was out here like, no, it's Rico Dowdle. It's always been Rico Dowdle. So mm -hmm. looking at garnering those handcuffs right now is really where we need to be because, yes, injuries can strike. Backfields can change. We see it every single week. We see it every single season. So 1% to 2% on Rico Dowdle. And I think a few of these other names we have here on the docket are probably a little more appealing considering I'm not going after Gibson and I'm Uncle Lenny. Yeah, he gets down the couch. All right. Roshan Johnson, Miles Sanders. You want to send those guys to the couch? You want to drop those guys? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How about you, Pat? I know it's been tough. Like, we like Roshan as a player, but with Herbert impending return, hopefully, yes. in the weeks ahead, only getting Total two mess. carries yesterday, it feels like a, a bad situation for him. But what about Miles Sanders? You want to hang on to him, Pat, or is he droppable with Chuba getting the, uh, basically, his run of the backfield going forward? Yeah, I mean, I'm not spite dropping him just because he is one <laughs> Chuba injury away from now being, you know, spite having drop? that gig mostly to himself. Drop. I'm more willing to get rid of Roshan because I think that is going to be a committee no matter what. It's going to be uh, Foreman okay. and Roshan for now, and eventually Khalil Herbert comes back to make things really messy. I mean, they're even giving Darrington Evans snaps right now. So, like, th this hope that Roshan would eventually turn out to be the, the clear lead guy in Chicago, I don't think that's going to materialize. All right, we keep talking about handcuff and stuff uh, and all kinds of stuff here on the show. Uh, I want to know from you guys, who is your favorite of these remaining guys out there? Kenneth Gainwell, Tajay Spears, Zach Charbonnet, Elijah Mitchell. Pat, of those four, who's your favorite? Charbonnet by a mile. And, Charbonnet um, by it, a mile. It's, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's because he uh, – very valuable handcuff and – I think why he's playing more and why he's outsnapped Kenneth Walker the last two weeks is because Walker is dealing with this calf issue. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's not entirely that because we know Pete Carroll believes in a meritocracy mm -hmm. and Charbonnet has played really well. And he has, I think, earned himself more time. So even if Walker is still the lead guy here, I think uh, Charbonnet is still going to get some significant snaps going forward, even once Walker's healthy. Debro, you echo those sentiments? Yeah, Charbonnet is my first okay. guy here. Tajay Spears be number two. But Charbonnet, while the touches didn't reflect it, second week in a row of him leading this backfield in snaps, he played 55% of the snaps. So while the volume wasn't there, the usage was. So Charbonnet by a mile, totally with Pat on that one. And Tajay Spears, the other guy I'll bring up here, he's top five in basically every efficiency metric I can find. If anything were to happen, and I, we keep saying this, but <laughs> we're it's not true. It. We don't wish it, but if anything were to happen, 
if anything were to happen, Tajay Spears would be a top 12 to 15 running back, plug and play, set it and forget it weekly if anything happened to Henry. All right. Uh, before we get to the wide receivers to talk about this week, uh, I don't know if you all caught it, but our boys Bogwin and Welsh went to the World Series last week. And they did so by getting their tickets on the Game Time app. So we talk about Game Time app here. The boys were out there. Welsh is living in Arizona. Bogman lived there for a while, lives in Texas, came back. Those two guys got to go to the Diamondbacks World Series game. Unfortunately, didn't go the way they wanted, but they got their seats through Game Time. So I'm telling everybody, this is the way to do it. Uh, the best way to get tickets for any game is on the Game Time app, the official ticketing app of the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase, and they let you see your view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They're all in pricing shows you your total upfront costs. So you don't worry about hidden fees. You always get a great deal, all that stuff. And it takes no time at all. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. That's it. That's all you need to do. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and redeem that promo code fantasy pros for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code fantasy pros. That's fantasy pros. All one word for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Let's see if we can guarantee some <laughs> wide receiver productivity. Wide receivers. Odell Beckham Jr. A sighting again in garbage time on his birthday. You got a touchdown from Huntley. I don't know what we want to make of that, but talk about spite dropping. Pat, I spite dropped Odell this last week because I was so mad <laughs> at him. And of course, I put Shahid in. He did nothing. Odell had a touchdown. So I'm just furious. Uh, 36% rostered. It seems like neither of you want to be chasing this, though, correct? You're not chasing Odell? Nope. Not okay. chasing. All right. So his let's first time over. Yeah, his first time over 50 yards and his first touchdown all season. So, But is that uh, because of the health, Pat? Like, should we? I guess here's the thing. Should we know better? Like the guy didn't play football for a year. He's coming off the ACLs. He's older. Is this the, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to just kind of baby him, get him through. And then can he be productive? Like, are we overlooking him, Pat? He's uh, Joe at this point. I mean, I know the uh, New York Giants era Odell was something special, but I, I think at this point he is just a wisp of that Odell a back. Wisp. A wisp of his old. What about Quentin Johnson? He plays tonight. Now the Joshua Palmer injury is one of those things now that I think throws a new life. Last week we were talking about, well, <clears throat> it just seems like things aren't going Quentin Johnson's way. We can drop him. And then the Josh Palmer injury happens, and now he's going to be out for several weeks. So now he's even brought back to life, Derek. Like, Are we back on Quentin Johnson, who right now is 42% rostered? A lot of people did agree and see it the same way we did, which is like we can't wait around all day. It was good to add him to see. It did work. We dropped. Now is the time to speculatively add again. If y'all dropped him, you need to pick him right back up. Okay. I mean, I talked about this previously. Like, yes, uh, three to six percent. If you need to go a little more aggressively, I'm totally fine with that as far as spend on him. But walking into this this Jets matchup, looking back to last week with Palmer still in the lineup, we saw QJ have a 63 percent route run rate. That's going to go up this week with no Palmer in the lineup. Yes, I know Jalen Guyton's probably going to be active. He's going to be out there doing his wind sprints. That's fine. 
But with QJ, we saw last week, 15% target share, 1.9 yards per route run. This guy does have the talent. And now the Chargers have been backed into a corner. They have no choice but to play their talented first-round wide receiver and see what he can do. So as that type of lottery ticket, because he is going to be the wide receiver two in this offense, they're running a committee of tight ends, so eh, good luck with those. (laughs) But with QJ... The upside is still there. We could still see the talent flourish down the stretch. And I want to throw this in there because I don't want this to go under the radar too far into this show. Um, Joe, I, I like the impact that I do have on you. Uh, you know, weeks this is weeks. behind the curtain stuff. You did stuff. say y'all. This you is behind the curtain stuff. Okay. And, and I was going to bring it up after you were done talking, but you, uh-huh. you beat me to uh-huh. the punch here. So in our private I chat to, here. So you can't bury it. You, it. you said y'all. So we're recording. Apparently, I said y'all. <laughs> And I didn't even realize I said it, which is just tells you yeah. why I need to Did take a few days off. Did y'all see Bogman and Welsh? It's there. That's Rewind why the I said clip, it. You're Play right. the that's clip. A, so they didn't have it, everybody. So that's clearly the indication that my upcoming vacation <sighs> later in this week is it's time. I've spent too much time officially with I'm going to text Brown. you y'all daily just because <sighs> Derek, it needs to stay you in your brain. Derek, what you on QJ now to pick him <laughs> back up? Uh, anywhere from three to 6%. If you need to go a little aggressive, a little more aggressively, like eight to 9%, I'm fine with it. All right. We don't know what he's going to do tonight in this contest against the jets, but I don't know if we could judge it regardless. Cause it's a good defense. Pat again, now injury presents opportunity. Mike Williams gone. Josh Palmer gone. QJ back. Yeah, I'm saying six to seven percent, Joe. And the funny thing is, though, um, your bidding can probably be calibrated on how he plays against the Jets tonight. Like, and if he gets skunked, which is entirely possible against Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, <laughs> um, he's going to be dirt cheap. You can probably get him for a, a two dollar bid when you put your waiver claims in Thursday or when or uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So, yeah, I but I agree with D bro. Like, he's. Out of necessity, he has to be more involved in this offense going forward, and he's tied to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Everyone else is playing checkers, but Pat Fitzmaurice is playing chess with the waiver wire. Look at that. Love it. So good. <laughs> Let's get to Zay Jones. He's had a lot of injuries this year, Pat. 31% rostered. That's why he is 31% rostered because of the injuries. But they're coming off a bye. Maybe we get Zay Jones back and healthy. I know it's kind of a crowded wide receiver room, but is he worth an ad, Pat, speculatively? It's crowded. I think he has some low-level standalone value because of how effective he always seems to be inside the red zone, like kind of the touchstone specialist making the acrobatic grabs for uh, six points. And he's also kind of a handcuff back. Like if anything were to happen, either Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley, all of a sudden Zay Jones is the guy you want in your starting lineup every week. So yeah, I think he's a pretty good depth ad. Debro, Zay Jones? Apparently we're in the market of wide receiver handcuffing and stuff in this week, but mm. you know. I love Zay Jones, though. I love the call by Pat. And that's when when I wrote him up for the waiver wire article, which is already live on fantasypros.com. Go check it out. These professional plugs. But with Zay (laughs) Jones, the thing that stood out to me was even though he has not been healthy, that man has two red zone targets in every game he's played in this year. So... Yes, the red zone role is absolutely there. And we talk about chasing volume, but chasing touchdowns too. While that can be noisy, Trevor Lawrence has proven time and time again, when they get in the red zone, they look for Zay Jones. So it's a good spot to chase touchdowns if you're going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on uh, spending for Zay. I think uh, 2 to 3% is probably all you need to throw out there if he's out there in your league. 
Well, if you're not into spending too much for new tires, see, that's how a professional really does it. You that need new nice. tires for your car. Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire-buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so as the biggest selection of tires and wheels and here's a pro tip from the experts at discount tire you can prevent wear and boost gas mileage even by keeping your tires properly inflated tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety so if it has been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check discount tire let's get you taken care of pat you're the uh, one that keeps this show properly inflated at all times. Thank goodness you're here. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk Truth. about two other guys, low rostered guys, deeper league kind of situations. Kyle Phillips, 2% rostered, uh, Tennessee Titans. Then you've got Noah Brown, who had himself a day like everybody else with CJ Stroud for the Texans. Uh, Brown is just uh, 4% rostered, as one would imagine. Uh, probably all dynasty shares, I would guess. I don't know. Uh, although it's 27 years old right now for Noah Brown. So are you chasing either of these two, Pat, this week in the deeper leagues? Maybe in deeper leagues, show uh, deeper PPR leagues, there could be some low-level depth value. Kyle Phillips might get more work more snaps more targets in the coming weeks if Traylon Burks misses time we saw Burks get hurt at the end of that Thursday night game against the Steelers so um and, and it appeared that Will Levis was really comfortable throwing to him so I think he could be usable the next few weeks and uh Noah Brown his window might be a little smaller I think when Robert Woods comes back that probably spells the end of mm-hmm. fantasy relevance for Noah Brown but maybe if you need someone to pinch hit for you in week 10 um, and someone you can probably add for just a buck on waivers, Noah Brown might be a reasonable option. Noah Brown, Kyle Phillips, Debro, streamers, deep league ads. What do you think? Deep league ads, but I'm not throwing anything more than like a min, like $1 bid for either one of them. I think Pat hit it perfectly. As soon as Robert Woods is back, Noah Brown is going back to the bench. Kyle Phillips only played 30% of the snaps. Really... His speculative upside is if Traylon Burke misses time here, and even at that point, he's still second or third on this team in targets, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, we're probably going to see more of an elevation for Nick Westbrook-Akine. Maybe Chig gets some more targets. I don't really want to chase either one of these guys, but if you can get them in deeper leagues for just a men bid, that's fine. All right. Uh, what about Jameson Williams, Josh Reynolds coming off a of bye? Debro, who would you rather have? Ooh, um, I'll take the upside with Jamison Williams. Coming off the bye, we have not seen him play a full-time role in this offense. And coming off the bye, if if that is going to happen at any time this year, have to assume it ha- happens after the bye. And the, the thing, I, I get he's not been a full-time player, but 15.1 A dot, 25% target per route run rate. When he's been out there, he's been used. So if the snaps go up, the targets are going to go up. And this week, going against the Chargers, they, they've, they've been giving it up. They're top 10 in deep passing yards and adjusted completion rate allowed to deep passing. So if there's ever a week for Jamison Williams to pay off, it's openly this Pat, one. Williams or Reynolds? Yeah, I guess Williams. I'm going to give into the draft capital here. But man, yeah. we have not seen a lot from Jamison. I just wonder, like, it, yeah. does he not fit in with Dan Campbell's culture or something? Like, I feel yeah, there's maybe. probably a story behind the scenes we're not getting on that. But like, JMO just has not popped yet. <sighs> An incredible college talent. He has not translated yet for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, what about dropping guys? Josh Palmer? Yes or no, Pat? You want to drop him with his injury? 
Yeah, I think so now that he's on IR. And, and when he comes back, we're going to need a prove-it game before we're willing to stick him in our lineups. And, mm-hmm. and by that time, like, <laughs> That's like the sun is setting on the season, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Michael Wilson, you want to drop him here, Derek Brown, or do you want to hold out hope for uh, Kyler Murray return? No, drop. Okay, so, so two guys to drop I'm, there. I'm holding out hope on Michael Wilson when okay. Kyler gets back. Yeah, I like I think Michael Wilson's most valuable fantasy days might be ahead of him this season. Only if he plays zone coverage, because against man coverage, he gets no targets. Fair enough. All right, let's get to some of the streamers of the week. At quarterback, Derek Brown, who are you streaming in week 10? Quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses. All right, well, I woke up feeling dangerous, baby. Baker Mayfield versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we we know that how you beat this defense is through the air. It has to be seventh highest pass rating, seventh highest yards per attempt allowed. So I'm not telling you it's going to be great. I'm not telling you to watch the game. But Baker Mayfield <laughs> could be a QB1 this week. I think Mayfield's done enough this year to hold that job next year. I think I think they should just keep him. Ooh. I really do. <clears throat> I think they should keep him. Uh, Fitz, I think what do you think? It's be here? interesting where they're at in the draft. Maybe it depends. Possibly. Depends on where they end up with the draft capital. But at this point, I don't know. It's starting to feel like it might be his gig next year. Pat, what about streaming QBs this week? Who do you in on? Oh, man. How about Taylor Heineke against an Arizona defense that managed to make Deshaun Watson look like Houston era Deshaun Watson a little bit in week nine? And, um, you know, like while Heineke might have talent limitations, he's not afraid to throw downfield or to run. So um, I, I think there's some potential streaming upside here for week 10. Pat, tight end streamer for week 10 is who? Oh, uh, Debro's going to hate me on this one. Gerald Everett. And I I, I think, (laughs) first of all, Tennessee's given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. And with all the wide receiver injuries for the Chargers, it makes sense that they're going to lean more heavily on their tight ends. I like that. uh, And Austin Eckler, of course, but uh, the tight ends, too. So I think Everett's in play this week. Debro, let the hate flow through you and pick a tight end. I, I don't hate the player. I hate the tight end rotation, but it is what it is. Hunter Henry is the guy that I'm going to bring up here. Uh, we saw him play his highest snap share since week two. I think a lot of that's been health related. 15% target share. He got in the end zone last week. I think he could do it again this week versus the Colts, allowing the ninth most receiving yards to tight ends and the sixth most fantasy points per game. So Hunter Henry, if you got him, start him. All right, let's get to the defenses. Derek Brown, do you want to stream at the defense in week 10? Well, have defense, play Sam Howell, stream said defense. We're going with Seattle here, baby. Uh, and look, I know Howell has been playing well. This is not a, an admonishment about like his talent, what he's been doing on the field. I get all of that. He's still taking sacks. Still, we can count on some turnovers. Seattle is 12th in pressure rate, 9th in QB knockdown, so they can get out for the quarterback, and they should be in your lineup this week. Nice vocab, admonishment. You don't get enough of that. Uh, Fitzy, who's your streaming Fitz. defense of the week? I know oh, it's all the time to... we spend with Fitz. It's like, I know, it's like it's, that it's word of the day the toilet paper just every time just makes you a little Fitz smarter. Fitz gives us really smart words, and I <laughs> yeah. give everybody y'all. So Seriously. we've got our own talents. Fitz? How about the Raiders uh, playing all loosey-goosey when they were no longer <laughs> under the heel of uh, the villainous oh, yes, Josh McDaniels? So, How inspiring yeah, the Raiders was Antonio cigars? Uh, Antonio Pierce in that locker room <laughs> after that game. I wanted to run through a wall for that guy. It was a yeah. great clip, and he's such a great leader on the Giants. Dude. You know, those Giants teams beat up on my Patriots. They robbed me of that perfect season, but I had so much respect for that defense in particular. But Those victory cigar vibes, <laughs> baby. Oh, no, I know, oh, man. Was, Pat, man. You, think Pierce, you think, like, 
I don't see the Raiders going to run, but it seems like these guys, like it's the same thing happened with Brescia, right? Where, you know, he, they, they let him run with it and he did a great job, got in the playoffs, all that stuff. Do you think like this time they're going to learn their lesson and Pierce might be that guy? Cause they seem to love him. Yeah, it's funny, Joe. Early in the week last week, I bet the Giants plus one and a half because I figured it was going to be Josh McDaniels and I bet against Josh McDaniels every week. Yep. Then he got fired. The line went up to three and a half, but like I wanted the bet back. Even with the extra two points, Same. I felt worse about that bet knowing that the Raiders were probably going to give an inspired performance under a coach not named Josh McDaniels. So, uh, yes. I, I did would not be surprised if they won some games in the weeks ahead. Did y'all see the video come out from Jay Glazer, too, about the the McDaniels explanation about how McDaniels and Pierce got up in front of the team and the entire team, like captains, everybody is just railing Josh McDaniels. And Antonio Pierce talks about he gives this long speech about how versus the Giants are going against the Patriots that they felt they could beat anybody. And that's what this team needs to do. And McDaniels immediately pulls him aside and says, uh, don't ever talk about the Patriots that way. What? Yeah, I don't know if I buy Dude. that, but Glazer's really pretty good. By the way, apologies to my, I, I my Paisan. It. It's I Basaccia. I said Brescia. That's another person that I know. So it's just early in the morning still. So Rich Basaccia, I'm sorry. Richie, you should have gotten that job. And Richie, I love you. Gotta apologize. Apologize to, to the people. Well, I, I do. Especially the Italians. I can't get the Italian. Yet. I know. You uh, can't, that's, that's, yeah, that's, and and Joe, by the way, the Raiders are playing the Jets and it's Zach Wilson. So uh, coaching aside, yeah. they're also any defense going against Zach I Wilson. I thumbs up. wait, by the way, for that a Black Friday football game. That's going to be fun i know it's you know the jets but whatever black friday football sounds like a good time to me let's get to the top ads of the week fits why don't you kick things off one through five who are your top ads for week 10 all right demario douglas is at the top then zach charbonnet is number two number three i'll throw in keaton mitchell just as a, a flyer on a guy who could possibly work his way into a bigger role i'm not expecting it but it could happen number four how about josh dobbs how bad I mean, Josh like Dobbs. he rocket scientist, he, Josh Dobbs, rocket scientist. He runs aggressively. He's not a bad passer. Eventually, he's going to get Justin Jefferson back. Like, I think he could have low level QB one value down the stretch. Ooh, I don't so, disagree. Um, it, it, if I, you're I looking either. Yeah. If, if you have had a hole at quarterback all year, maybe Josh Dobbs is the answer. <sighs> and uh, num- number five, I'll, I'll throw playoff Lenny in there. Leonard Fournette. What a, what a crazy thing to think about, too. A roller coaster. Like, if Dobbs plays really well, they get in the playoffs. Wow. Do they look at Dobbs and say, well, we can go cheap with Dobbs and we can get rid of Cousins and move on? Like, there's going to be, and Cousins would be very coveted. There's there. so many teams that would want Cousins. I mean, if you mm-hmm. drop Cousins with the Atlanta Falcons offense, my God, how much better would mm-hmm. they be? Uh, but that's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, Debro, your one through five waiver wire priorities for week 10. Uh, Pat and I are hand-holding on the top two guys, Demario Douglas and Zach Charbonnet. Number three, uh, I'll differ on the flyer I want to take, so I'll go Quentin Johnston. Number four, Tajay Spears. And number five, I'm going to roll it out with Jamison Williams. If there's ever a week, baby. <laughs> if there's ever a week. Jameson Let's hit our listener mailbag at fantasypros.com slash chat. Join our Discord there. It's free to join. Listener mailbag. This one's from CubeCasts. Drop Josh Reynolds. For Keaton Mitchell and half point PPR, you want to make that move, D bro? Depends on what you need. If you need a starter for this week, then no, I'm keeping Reynolds. If you need a long term, possibly more upside add, then yeah, I have no problem going Mitchell. Fitz, same feeling? I'm assuming this is a, a flyer, like a bench mm-hmm. flyer. So uh, I'm, I'm on yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board with taking the shot at Mitchell. 
I'm on board with taking a shot at Mitchell, too. I think I'd rather have Mitchell there. So don't forget, everybody, the boys have you covered for all the waiver wire needs that you have, as does my playbook. You can always download the app. Make sure you use the waiver assistant and make sure you hit up fantasypros.com to check out the waiver wire article and the waiver wire ranks every single week. They get updated as well by Pat and Derek and our team here at Fantasy Pros. Always amazing work that they all do. So make sure you check that out. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Drop a comment below so you can get that teeny tiny little loser trophy for your favorite person in your league. Yes, you can. It's going to be so adorable. You get the little loser trophy. Uh, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Pat Fitzmorris and Derek Brown. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Y'all come back now. You here? See y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.